Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the February 1999 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. This article is titled, From World War II Hero to Hollywood Movie Star, by Dr. Ivan M. Tribe, 32nd Degree. And of course, this article is about Audie Leon Murphy, 32nd Degree. And there's a couple of other little notes here before we get into the article. One is that the picture that is along with the podcast is... Audie Murphy as he appeared in his autobiography film To Helen Back in 1954. And then there's another note that says, Brother Murphy's fame as a military hero and film star is memorialized in Oklahoma City's National Cowboy Hall of Fame. Alright, now let's get to the article. A poor lad from a Texas sharecropper family, grade school dropout, orphaned at 16, goes off to war, becomes an acclaimed military hero, and then goes on to win fame and fortune in Hollywood. It sounds like the impossible, yet for Brother Audie Leon Murphy, 32nd degree, KCCH, it happened. Brother Murphy was born near Kingston in Hunt County, Texas, on June 20, 1924. Although his family was financially poor, his direct ancestors had compiled fine military records in the American Revolution, the War of 1812, and the Civil War. Other kinfolk had fought in the Texas Revolution, Mexican War, and World War I. Besides Audie, two more brothers saw World War II action. The young Audie Murphy faced a hard scrabble existence, as a song lyric reads, Daylight to dark, work's never done, Lord have mercy on a sharecropper's son. The story goes that Audie learned to be a crack shot because the family depended on his hunting for much of their meat supply, and money for bullets was so scarce that a missed shot meant no food on the table. In 1936, Emmett Murphy deserted his family. Audie quit school and went to work full-time as a farmhand. He did whatever had to be done to help his mother and keep the rest of the family together. Then his mother, Josie Bell Murphy, died. Audie, at age 16, the oldest child at home, faced up to the dilemma of placing the younger children in an orphanage and going to work in the county seat at a combination grocery service station. When World War II came along, he initially tried to enlist in the Marines but was rejected for being underweight. Finally, at 18, the U.S. Army took him into the infantry. After some months of training at Camp Walters, Texas and Fort Meade, Maryland, Private Murphy arrived in Casablanca, Morocco in February 1943, assigned to Company B, 1st Battalion, 15th Infantry Regiment of the 3rd Infantry Division. Although Murphy saw little combat action in North Africa, his unit would more than make up for it when the campaigns in Sicily and Italy began. Later, he also experienced the war close-up in the invasion of southern France and finally inside Germany. Audie related his experiences and his account of the war in the classic autobiography, To Hell and Back. Modestly told, you would hardly know from reading the text that Murphy had emerged from the conflict as the most renowned citizen-soldier of his era. Audie earned more medals than anyone else in the army during that war, including three Purple Hearts for actions on September 5, 1944, October 26, 1944, and January 25, 1945. 
His Medal of Honor resulted from actions in France on January 26, 1945. By this time, he became a second lieutenant and commanded Company B. His citation included Murphy's indomitable courage and his refusal to give an inch of ground. This saved his company from possible encirclement and destruction, enabling it to hold the woods which had been the enemy's objective. Audie's original post-war objective had been to go to West Point, but his service-related injuries prevented it. He did, however, fulfill his promise to get his younger siblings out of the orphanage, and he bought a home for his older sister Corinne so that she could help rear the children. Audie Murphy's wartime heroics landed his photo on the cover of the July 16, 1945 issue of Life. Among those who saw this picture was film star James Cagney, who thought the young soldier had potential in Hollywood. Audie, in fact, came to California and stayed for several weeks, but as no offers were forthcoming, he departed. Later, he would return and his luck would change. In the meantime, he experienced a triumphant homecoming in his honor, held at Farmersville, Texas, and an Audie Murphy Day at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. He also made a return trip to Europe at the behest of the U.S. Army. Finally, a Hollywood deal came through. Audie landed a small part in an Alan Ladd Donna Reem film at Paramount Studios. It was titled Beyond Glory. In this offering, he played the part of a West Point cadet. Murphy had another small role in Texas, Brooklyn, and Heaven. His movie career seemed to be going nowhere until the fall of 1948 when he landed a major role in Bad Boy, an allied artist feature in which he played a juvenile delinquent who is rehabilitated at a place called Boys Ranch in Texas. Finally, Murphy's Hollywood career began to zoom upward, and so did his romantic life as he had begun to court on, and on January 8, 1949, married a young star named Wanda Hendricks, whose petiteness matched Audie's perpetual youthfulness. Universal International offered him a seven-year contract at $2,500 a week, and he moved into the starring role in The Kid from Texas, another film in the long list of movies about Billy the Kid. He then co-starred with Wanda in another western titled Sierra. However, by the time the picture was released in June 1950, the couple's marriage was headed for the divorce courts in the manner of many show business linkages. After another western titled Kansas Raiders, in which he portrayed Jesse James, Audie on loan to MGM starred as Henry Fleming in The Red Badge of Courage, an adaptation of Stephen Crane's famous Civil War novel. More than his previous films, this boosted his stature as an actor. As one critic wrote, Audie Murphy gives a sensitive performance, wonderfully conveying the fall of a man in combat. Universal followed this success by placing their star in eight consecutive westerns, the most notable being Destry, the third Hollywood rendition of Max Brand's famed novel Destry Rides Again. Meanwhile, on April 23, 1951, Audie married again to Pamela Archer, a former airline stewardess. This union endured and produced two children, Terry and James, nicknamed Skipper, on March 14, 1952 and March 23, 1954, respectively. By 1954, one could conclude that Audie had achieved stardom, albeit he was being increasingly typecast in westerns. That fall, he began filming his own story, To Hell and Back, which turned out to be Universal's biggest hit up to that time. Premiering in August 1955 in four Texas cities, the film quickly set attendance records and grossed some $10 million in its initial theatrical release. He also made some 10% of the net profits on the picture, which totaled up to some $387,000 through October 1966. Prior to the release of his film autobiography, Murphy starred in a boxing picture titled The World in His Corner with Barbara Rush. However, the public seemed to prefer their hero either in westerns or war movies, or a combination of both. 
He did a different type of Western in Walk the Proud Land, the story of John Clum, an Apache Indian agent who pioneered in encouraging self-government on reservations. A military comedy, Joe Butterfly, set in post-war Japan, represented Murphy's only effort in a humorous mode, although several of his Westerns had their lighter moments. Meanwhile, Brother Murphy had begun his Masonic journey by joining North Hollywood Lodge No. 542. He was initiated and entered apprentice February 14, 1955, passed to the degree of Fellowcraft on April 4, 1955, and raised a Master Mason on June 27, 1955. On May 14, 1956, he became a plural member of Heritage Lodge No. 764, also in North Hollywood. He retained membership in the craft for the rest of his life. Murphy had purchased a home in Dallas in the early 1950s, although he never lived in it on a regular basis. He did continue his Masonic endeavors there, completing his Scottish Rite degrees in Dallas on November 14, 1957. In October 1965, he was invested with the rank and decoration of KCCH, and less than two months before his death, he moved his Scottish Rite membership to the Valley of Long Beach, California. Audie Murphy's movie career continued to move forward in the later 50s as the older B-pictures had faded into the past and adult westerns dominated television screens. The former war hero ranked among the few remaining cowboy film stars. Among his more memorable efforts from this period are The Guns of Fort Petticoat with Catherine Grant Crosby, Night Passage in which he co-starred with James Stewart, and The Wild and the Innocent, where he portrayed a trapper who pursued a dance hall queen, Joanne Drew, and was in turn pursued by the youthful teen star, Sandra Dee, who eventually got her man. Murphy also had a brief fling with television adult westerns by starring in a series titled Whispering Smith about the introduction of more modern police methods in Denver. 26 shows were filmed, but the series lasted through only 13 of them. It was aired on the NBC network in mid-1961. Although his TV series did not endure, Audie's motion picture career continued to do well through the mid-1960s. The decade began with the release of Hellbent for Leather in February 1960, Battle at Bloody Beach in 1961, and Trunk to Cairo in 1965. Cowboy films, however, remained his main bread and butter. Among his more notable pictures from this time include Posse from Hell, 1960, Six Black Horses, 1962, Gunfight at Comanche Creek, 1963, and Bullet for a Bad Man, 1964. A Murphy film that might be of some interest to Masons, Gunpoint, 1965, featured two other noted members of the fraternity, Edgar Buchanan and Royal Dano, in strong support roles. From 1965, Audie Murphy's movie career began to fade. He made a pair of films for Columbia, The Texan, 1966, and 40 Guns to Apache Pass, 1967, the former shot near Barcelona, Spain. In 1969, the one-time war hero tried his hand at producing a picture titled A Time for Dying. However, the production was never finished, and the producer was still trying to raise funds to complete the picture at the time of Brother Murphy's untimely death. Audie Murphy died in a plane crash on May 28, 1971, near Blacksburg, Virginia, and he was buried in Arlington National Cemetery on June 7, 1971. Future President George Bush was numbered among those who attended his funeral. Two years later, his country honored him by naming the Audie L. Murphy Memorial Veterans Hospital in San Antonio, Texas for him. In 1996, his movie contributions received recognition with his induction into the Hall of Great Western Performers at the National Cowboy Hall of Fame in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. His pictures are shown regularly on TV, and several are available on videocassette, which that shows you the age of this article. 
Like Sergeant Alvin York from World War I, Audie Leon Murphy has become the personification of the heroic citizen-soldier. On top of these achievements, Brother Murphy needs to be remembered as one of the most distinguished Masons of his era. And then there's a note here also that says, There are two biographies of Audie Murphy. Harold B. Simpson's Audie Murphy, American Soldier by Hillsborough, which is out of print as of the time of this writing, while Sue Gossett's The Films and Career of Audie Murphy, published by Madison, remains available. For Murphy's Masonic record, I am indebted to Grand Secretary David L. Dresser of the Grand Lodge of Ohio, to John Cooper II, Grand Secretary of the Grand Lodge of California, and just a note, uh, John Cooper is also a past Grandmaster now since this was written, and staff member Eileen M. Irby. His Scottish Rite record was researched by the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction Librarian, Joan K. Sansbury. Also thanks to my student aide, Miss Abby Gale Goodnight, for preparation of this manuscript and editing advice. One may also wish to consult the Audie Murphy Research Foundation at 18008 Saratoga Way, Suite 516, Santa Clarita, California, 91351. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.